Hi, I'm your host Elizabeth, and a fun fact about me is that I've never broken a bone, which is good because every time I go to the hospital, I faint. And I'm your other host, Kate, and a fun fact about me is I'm left-handed, and that makes so many more problems than you would think. Welcome to That's That's Not Not a a Duck. (laughs) Today, we've decided that we would like to talk about stories, and specifically storytelling, and what we think makes a good story versus what makes a bad story. Yeah. Because here's the thing, we've been, we consume a lot of stories, we read lots of books, we yes. watch lots of movies, yes. we watch lots of TV, Yes. and you know, sometimes something will just grip you and you're like, oh, this is so good, you might cry a little bit for, maybe because it's happy, but then by the end you're like, you just have to sit with it, because you're like, that was incredible. Yeah, you gotta reflect yeah. on what you just went through. And sometimes... You want to throw what uh, your phone, your book across the room because it actually made you really angry, which is what I did a couple nights ago. Yeah. Also, like being English literature students, mm. we have been taught to analyze everything, and so sometimes that kind of ruins a book for you because yeah. you notice things that maybe you wouldn't have noticed mm-hmm. if you hadn't been ingrained into your brain for three years. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we're here to talk about all these bad books we've been reading lately but also good things that we do enjoy so don't worry it's, yeah, it yeah. won't be all negative yeah yeah you gotta have a mix yeah and i was thinking about what you said about being an english literature student and how we watched shutter island mm. like i guess it was two years ago now because right pandemic. it was right before the pandemic yeah and we were watching it with a bunch of friends and i turned to one of our friends or maybe two of our friends and i I had never seen this movie before. Within the first half hour, I was able to turn to my friend and I was like, this, 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 and this is going to happen. And I explained the entire plot and they, they gave me a blank face because they didn't want to spoil anything. But then by the end of the movie, they were like, how did you do that? Why did you know that? And I was like, it's literally so easy. <laughs> I uh, did not do that. I was too afraid of being afraid because everybody made it seem like it was going to be a scary movie, which it wasn't. No. But I was focused on not screaming. Yeah, that's fair. Um, but it was a great movie. That's a, that's a good one. Mm. But we're going to talk about the bad first. Because <laughs> we, we do like to complain every yeah. now and then, you know. But I think it's productive. Maybe yeah. not productive, but, you know, we're not complaining to complain. We're having an intellectual conversation. <laughs> which may or may not happen today. <laughs> <laughs> but we're going to try. <laughs> okay, I'll start with... This book that I threw across the room a couple nights ago. Okay, here's the thing. Uh, Should I give the title? Sure. Okay, it's called Six of Crows, which it's this super popular book right now. Got really popular on TikTok because they, it was, okay, it was pitched to me as a single book with a found family vibe who commit crime. Love it. What a great time, right? We love found family in this house. Oh my gosh. Anything found family, we will jump at immediately. It is the best trope, I think, in anything ever. And I was so excited for this book because everyone was like, this book is incredible. One of my favorite books I've ever read. It's one of those um, where the viewpoints jump from character to character. So you get inside thoughts for each character, which is great. Like, that's cool. And I was... So I went into this super open-minded. I was like, okay, this sounds really great. I'm going to read it. It's also like a 500-page book. It's considerably... Oh, really? Yeah, it's I did not long. know it was that long. Dang. It's very long. And it's... Uh, 
guys, I'm getting angry already. <laughs> I'm already <laughs> angry. And, okay, you fall in love with all these characters, of course. Like, you, even the one at the beginning where you're like, he's kind of annoying and I hate him. By the end, you're like, oh my gosh, he's so great. But it's also one of those where they, she, they try and keep the tension so hard throughout the entire book that there's not really any give Mm-hmm. That, like, there's no satisfaction at any point throughout the book. So you're waiting this whole book for, like, these two characters who you know are going to get together to get together. For these other two characters who have been together before to get back together, but they're angry with each other right now. Like, fair enough. Plot. And then it's just... Uh, and then it doesn't happen, guys. Guys, it doesn't happen. <laughs> you get to the end of the book. There's no catharsis. No! Because... You get to the end of the frickin' book, there's been character growth, like, there, it's not static, and, like, the plot was pretty good. I did enjoy it. The writing was written pretty, the writing was written <laughs> pretty well, and, but then you get to the last 50 pages, and you just know it's not gonna happen the way you want it to, because turns out there's a second book, <laughs> and so she had to leave it open for the second book, so there's no ending that you want. There's no, um, satisfaction. Yes. And then, to make it worse, for the two characters you've waited this entire book to get together, because you're like, obviously they're going to get together, they don't, because one of them gets kidnapped! (laughs) And that's the plot of the second book, is them rescuing her, by the way. It's a girl. What a surprise. (laughs) And I was so angry, because I, first of all, I did think this was its own book, and then, like, halfway through reading it, I learned there was a sequel. And I was like, oh, no, this is not good. And so I knew they were probably going to leave something open. But, I, uh, okay, anger, right? I was already angry. Really pissed off, actually. I screamed a lot, and I screamed at Kate and to vent a lot that night. <laughs> and then looked up the plot to the second one, because I was like, I'm angry with this book. I don't want to read the second one. I just want to know what happens to the characters. Turns out, she freaking kills another character in the book that, in the second book, they, uh, there was no reason. There's absolutely no reason to kill this guy. And like, a, like a main character? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The One of the six characters. She shoots him. And it's like, like a weird death as well. When oh. I was reading it, it was like, oh, he... I don't think he was trying to protect anyone. He just... He gets shot kind of like on a stray bullet. And then he dies from it. Oh. Which, like, no. Oh. <laughs> no, thank you. Sorry, there's a lot of spoilers. I hope you guys weren't planning on reading these books. But don't. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it sounds... Like, what you said about how it's just tense the whole way through and there's no give. I don't know why it made me think of this, but, like, if you've ever been in, like, a really tall, like, skyscraper building, Mm. it's like, sways in the wind, and it's really fucking creepy. But it's because if it were a brittle structure, if it were super, you know, strong and did not budge, any kind of, like, bad weather Mm. would just destroy that. Mm. So you can't write a book that has no give and no satisfaction and then at the end be like, LOL, JK, see you next time. Yeah. Like, that sounds terrible. It's so mean. To clarify, I have not read this book, but I've heard a lot about it from Elizabeth, and I now have no no plans on reading it. Yeah. Because, okay, here's the thing about writing a sequel or creating, like, a sequel in movies if you're going to do a sequel, it almost has to be better than the first yeah. one. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to bring up... You have to, first of all, tie up all loose ends. I swear to God, if you create a sequel, just to create a sequel, because, like, you're like, oh, I'm not finished writing this plot yet, and then it doesn't actually tie up any of the loose ends. It's just kind of like, yeah, here's this plot for another piece of media. 
don't do it. Yeah. It's, there's no point. Mm-hmm. It makes me angry. Yeah. I feel like a sequel should be, like, the perfect sequel is a story that you didn't know you needed. Yeah. Because, for example, <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorite sequels, okay, Frozen, the Disney movie. We all know and love Maybe it irritated us a little bit when it came out because it was kind of overplayed. But it's a good movie. Mm-hmm. It, it is a good story. Yeah, yeah. And then when they announced they were making a second one, you're kind of like, oh, God, <laughs> what are they going like, to do? Oh, no. This might be really bad. And then, honestly, in my opinion, it's better than the first movie. Yeah. And it's a story that you didn't know you needed. You didn't realize that the characters had more growth that they needed to go through until you watched this movie and you went, oh, we needed this. Yeah. That's the perfect kind of sequel. Yeah. That's what you should be doing. Like, it, oh. I'm just really, I love that movie. It's so it good. is really good. Because, like, by the end of that one, you feel satisfied. Because you're like, again, I didn't know the characters needed this growth, but it makes so much sense. Mm-hmm. And you're really happy to have gone on that journey with them. Yeah. Instead, in this freaking book, someone gets killed for no reason. Boom, the end. Yeah. So sorry. No thanks. Sorry, I'm really angry about this book. <laughs> I kind of want to get rid of it right now. <laughs> it's still on my shelf. It needs to go away. Why don't we talk about the book that I'm reading? Okay, so And good. you can take a deep breath. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, sh- are, we, are we saying the titles of these books? Yeah, so spoiler warning for all these books. Yeah, okay. I'm currently reading The Raven Boys by Maggie... How do you say this? Stephavader. 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 Um, it's, it's a quadruplet. There's four books in this series. Quartet. If you plan... Quartet, thank you. If you plan on reading this, don't listen to this part. Yeah, skip this ahead a little bit. This book is... I don't want to say that it's not good because it's very much a book of its time. It was written and published in 2012 at like the peak of YA dystopian novels, right? Although it isn't dystopian, so disregard that. But it's just really cringy teenage angst. Mm -hmm. And it's not very well written. They just will like throw random little details in there as if you were already supposed to know this. And And it would hit... Like there's... One character has apparently apparently a deathly allergy to bees and wasps and he has this whole moment where there's a wasp in his room and the wasp isn't bothering him but he's standing there and thinking i could die right now and he's having this whole existential crisis about it but you didn't know beforehand that he had this allergy so it has zero impact on me because i didn't i'm confused now and i don't know what's going on because you didn't explain it prior to what is supposed to be Mm. an emotional moment also, my biggest problem with this book is the setting. <laughs> uh, it, it makes me so mad. They don't explain in the first chapter, like, where in the world they are. All you know is there's this girl who goes to public school in her little town, but also in this town is a private, like, boarding school for boys. And everybody in this book has an Irish name. There's like Neve and Niall and Ronan. And I don't know, maybe they're not super Irish names, but to me, they scream Irish. And there's just so much about it that felt so Irish. Also because it has to do with like psychics and like pagan stuff sometimes. And so I was like, okay, Irish. Guess where this book is set? Virginia! (laughs) 2012, Virginia, the United States. And it doesn't make any sense there is nothing about this that is american it's like i just it was so confusing like i at one point somebody said something for the first time about the fact that they're in virginia and it just immediately pulled me out of the book because they did not build the world properly Mm -hmm. 
The world building has been not great. Am I still reading this book? Yes. <laughs> Do I intend on finishing this book? Yes. I don't know that I'm going to read the rest <laughs> of the books. But, like, it's, ju it's just not great, I guess. Mm. And I'm not satisfied with it. But I need to know what happens. And I just would like to read a good book. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But now I have to suffer through this. <laughs> because I started it and I have to finish Gotta it. Gotta get through it. Exactly. Those uh, are my complaints. <laughs> I just finished another book that I'm not gonna spoil anything about because one of our very special listeners is gonna read it at some point. Much love, JC. <laughs> um, and it's very much a JC book. But I, what I want to complain about is the fact that it's a retelling of Romeo and Juliet. Boo! <laughs> okay, again, if you're gonna do a retelling of a story that's already been told and, like, it's presented as such, you have to do such a good job. Mm -hmm. Like, you have to do... You have to upstage the story, basically, because you it's not your story. upstage Shakespeare. Yeah. You have to do better than Shakespeare. Yeah. Like, and if you're not gonna do that, really, please don't create it. Yeah. <laughs> Which, to be fair, I think that this book was really good. Okay, I, it's called These Violent Delights. I'm not gonna discuss the story, but it is actually, it's really well written, and the story is good, but it is a Romeo and Juliet retelling, which means we all know the ending. <laughs> we all know how Romeo and Juliet goes, and I hate that, <laughs> because if there's anything worse than not satisfying your reader, even like with a little bit of give and take throughout the story, it's if at the end your main characters die. <laughs> yeah, not even one main character, but both main yeah, characters. It's like, okay, because then everything they've gone through is just like, great, they, they're gone. It doesn't matter. Pointless. Yeah. Yeah. And we were talking about this and what we're talking, oh, Divergent. Divergent, yeah. Okay, we were talking about if you haven't read the Divergent trilogy, so Spoiler sorry, alert. but it's been out for like a decade. Yeah. <laughs> and at the end of the third book, freaking Triss dies. But the main character. She's the main you character. you haven't read it, the main character dies. She dies and it ends with like her boyfriend scattering her ashes over the city on Which a zip line. Which is gross by is really the way. Gross. <laughs> Can you imagine standing on the street below enjoying your nice day. The city's finally happy again. Everything's good. And there's just ashes. <laughs> ashes. Crumbling down from above. <laughs> Ew. Anyways it was so horrible because like, the first book was excellent. Great. Great it, premise. Yes. It was so cool. And then it kind of, like, the second book wasn't super good, but in a trilogy, the second book's never the best one. Yeah. That's just a fact. Mm -hmm. It has to do a lot of... It has to pull a lot of weight to be yeah. fair. And then, in the third one, you're all hyped up. You're like, stuff is going down. They're going to fix it. Da, 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 da. Boom! She's dead. And you're yeah. like, what? Also, by the way, in the third book, it suddenly starts switching between viewpoints between her and her boyfriend, which I don't even remember his name. It started with four. an F. Four. Four, yeah, yeah. Because he has four fears. A.K.A. Tobias. <laughs> oh, yeah! <laughs> Tobias. Eaton. This yeah. is all coming back to me. <laughs> Tobias Eaton, A.K.A. Four. <laughs> so, in the third book, it starts to go between both of their points of views, each chapter by chapter, and immediately you're like, what? Like, this is weird. Also, never really liked Tobias. He's kind of an yeah, jerk. Not, not great. Not <laughs> no. Great. And, and, jerk. My mom listens to this. <laughs> yeah, I've already messed that up. Sorry, Elizabeth's mom. And my mom. <laughs> but, it was just, it's so 
irritating. And now we need to talk about why these things are irritating. Because look, I get it. You're trying to do something new. You're trying to keep it fresh. You, you're putting in all this effort and like creative inspiration to these books and you want people to like them. But if you're doing things for the shock value of it, don't do it. We you learned- gotta respect your reader. Yes! Uh, respect your reader! If you wouldn't read a book where this plot point happens, but don't, you're gonna write it... Don't, don't do write it. it! Why would you do that? It's just mean. Yeah. What, what else were we talking about? We were talking about, okay, Game of Thrones. Neither of us have read them, neither of us have watched it. Really, we shouldn't be talking about Game of Thrones, but we're gonna. We're, again, unqualified. <laughs> yeah, unqualified to speak on this, but here we go. And we know people love it, and good for you. Like, we all love a fantasy story, especially mm-hmm. like a medieval story. Like, The Witcher, I'm really into The Witcher oh, right yeah, now. Oh yeah, love that. Big fan of it. I've started playing the games, we're watching the second season, all of that. It's really good. Part, I just really love Geralt. He's really great. <laughs> I'm a big fan of him. But Game of Thrones. But Game of Thrones. <laughs> Okay, heard a lot about Game of Thrones from our friends, from family, and, like, here's the thing. Was, is anybody happy with that story? I don't think so. Like... Especially the ending of the show. Yes. Nobody liked. Yeah. Right? Everyone hated it. Uh-huh. And there was so much going on with it. Now, explain what's going on with the books. Okay, so, um, in case you don't read the Game of Thrones books, there are seven of them. But only five of them have been published... Because the author, well, nobody really knows why the last two haven't been published, but there is a theory that he has written himself into a corner. That he's tried so hard to do all these crazy things that now he can't write the ending that he had planned and he doesn't know what to do. And I, I, what? (laughs) I don't, I don't get that. Mm -mm. It's, it's, and it's insane. And how do you, how do you write a series knowing where you want it to end and how you want to get there? But you're also at the same time not looking far enough to ahead to realize that what you're currently writing is ruining that. Yeah. How did he... Do- how? Yeah. Especially because, like, we like we wrote our own trilogy, right? And we made a bunch of mistakes along yeah. the way. We did kill a character at one point, brought him back because... Because for that exact reason of respecting the yeah. reader and the character. Yeah. Because we realized it was just not a good move. Well, we realized it because I read out this book out loud to my mom. And my mom was like did that character just die? And I was like, yeah. And she was like, nope, he didn't. Rewrite it. And I was like, what? She was like, you can't just do that. She was like, what purpose did it serve? And I was like, what Hmm. purpose did it serve? It didn't. It did not serve a purpose. So we changed it. Yeah. Because, again, we were at that stage in writing. We were like 14, Mm. where all of the books we were reading, they killed someone for shock value. Yeah. And so we were like, well, we got to do it too. We have to do that, I guess. And so we did it. And we were like, this isn't good. And so yeah. then when we re- rewrote it, we integrated that character back into the third book. We were like, oh, this is way better. This yeah. is so good. Uh-huh. There's still some, like, tension because something happens and you're like, oh. But it was better because, again, respect your readers. Yeah. If nobody wants to read your stuff. Why would you make a character that you want the reader to fall in love with and, like, you know... You, this is the character that you want the reader to experience the story through. Yeah. So it has to be somebody that your reader connects with. And then you just kill them. Destroy them. Why? <laughs> They're your mouthpiece for the story. Mm. You can't just kill them for yeah. funsies. Yeah, That's, yeah. That is not good storytelling. So sorry. Mm. In my humble opinion, <laughs> not good storytelling. No. Even if, like, you're just killing characters just to kill people. If Okay, if a death isn't serving a purpose, 
really don't ride it. Yeah. We experience death as humans too much already that just killing people just to kill people in media that we actually really love could be really painful media and really horrible. Is, media is like a form of escapism. Yeah. Okay? I go there because I need to get out of my real world. Yeah. And I don't want to face those, you know, sometimes, yeah, it's cathartic. But yeah. not all, it's not something that I need to be bombarded with in every piece of media that I experience. Yeah. And if you're going to kill a character for a reason, make it a good reason. Make it a good death. Yeah. And let the character mourn. <laughs> you can kill the character while respecting both the character and the reader. Yeah. And respecting the character is also, like, respecting yourself. Yeah. Because that character is came from you, yeah. you know? And it's your own writing. <sighs> yeah. And you can play with all of that, where it's like, okay, maybe it's someone really close to your main character has just died. But... There's no time right now for this main character to mourn. At some point in this book you're writing, or movie you're writing, or episode you're writing, there needs to be time for some mourning. Mm -hmm. Some little bit of catharsis of like, so you're not just forgetting about who you just killed. Yeah. We can't just move on. You no. don't do that in real life. No. <laughs> and if you do, it doesn't work. It yes. always comes back to bite you. <laughs> and it's not good. <laughs> oh. Okay, should we talk about some good things? So, yeah, thanks for listening to us rant. We'll, <laughs> we'll talk about some good things. Yeah. Um, recently, we watched the movie Don't Look Up. Mm. Um, if you haven't heard of this movie, it is a satire disaster movie. Mm -hmm. It's kind of mocking where we are as a society right now and how we handle, like, information and news in the media. Especially disasters and crises and yeah. stuff like that. Um, so the plot is basically that this giant comet is coming and it's going to hit Earth and it will destroy all life on Earth. But nobody's listening to the scientists who discovered it. Mm. And they don't believe that it's going to happen. Including the President of the United States. Yes. <laughs> also, the cast on this movie it's is crazy. stacked. Starring Leonardo DiCaprio mm. and Jennifer Lawrence. But if you can think of the celebrity, they are probably in this movie. <laughs> it's wild. But it was a great movie. It was actually really good. I'd heard so many mixed reviews yeah. on people who, you know, didn't like it, thought it was fine, blah, 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 which I feel like is kind of expected when it's a satire. Yeah. Because if you don't get it, you're not going to enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But it was really well done. Yeah. Again, the writing was great. Yeah. Like, the parts that were funny were actually funny. Yes. <laughs> and anything that was like, oh, something that gets me about satire is when... The person who's, like, writing it or acting it or whatever gets so into it that it's no longer satire. Mm -hmm. Where you're like, they're not actually making fun of this anymore. This is just... This is just is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that's... I don't like that. Because it's like, okay, you think you're being satirist... Satiring? Sat... sat, sat satirical. Yeah! <laughs> you're being satirical. But actually, like, ugh, it's... It just makes me upset. <laughs> <laughs> When somebody thinks they're being, like, really witty and really mm. clever with something, but mm -hmm. actually, you're just being a jerk. Yeah. <laughs> or you're being mean, yeah. or you're saying something really horrible to people, and everyone's kind of like, oh. Like, a satire okay. takes real issues and kind of kind of turns it into a joke so that you can see the issue yeah. and understand what the problem is. Yeah. Not to be mean and make fun of people. Mm -hmm. That's not the point. Like. Yeah. In this movie, um, Meryl Streep plays the president, mm. um, and the president goes very back and forth on whether or not she believes in this comet, and 
it is never revealed which political party this president yeah. is a part of. So that no matter who watches it, you can believe what you want to believe, but that's the that's not the point of the movie. Right. And I think that I just thought that was really interesting. Yeah. Like the way it was written was so good. And also a bit of a spoiler, so if you want to watch this movie and you haven't yet, skip Fast ahead forward. just a little bit. Yeah. Um it's not a good ending, quote unquote. Like yeah. Everybody dies. It's not a happy ending. No. But it's a good ending. Yes, it is actually. It's one of those things where I don't like a sad ending, typically. If if I'm about to watch something and invest a bunch of time in it and it's a sad ending, I'm not going to watch it. Yeah. Because, again, life is sad already. Right. (laughs) I go to things like TV to escape. But, if again, if it serves a purpose to be like, look, nobody listened to them, so now everybody's do-do-do-do. Yeah. Then it's like, oh, interesting. So if in real life that happened, it'd be like, huh, remember they wrote that movie about it? And it was like, this exact same thing, ha- same thing <laughs> happened, and we all just ignored it. Yeah. <laughs> Sound familiar? COVID-19? <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Where it's like, hey, there's this huge global crisis happening, and half the world's just like, I'm gonna ignore it. Yeah. I'm okay. I'm young. I'm healthy. I'm fit. Then COVID comes, and it's like, I don't care. I'm gonna kill you. COVID is the comet. The comet doesn't care who you are. Yeah, it will murder you. (laughs) And with something like COVID, there's ways to protect other people. Mm -hmm. You can get vaccinated. You can wear a mask. You can stay home if you've got friggin' COVID. Mm -hmm. It's not that hard to care about other people. Yeah. (laughs) So, but also, back to the ending of this movie. So, spoiler alert again. If you skipped ahead and you thought you were safe, just you're not. Keep going. Keep going further. Um, everybody dies at the end of the movie, but it's respectful. Mm. Like you, all you know, the characters that you like come together at the end and they have their moments and everything is resolved. Yeah. And everything is okay. It's sad. Yeah. But it's okay. Mm-hmm. And you're not left feeling what? Yeah. That sucked. Yeah. It was like it happened as it should. Yeah. You know, it felt right. Mm-hmm. They, and one of the lines that they say is like, you know, at least we tried. Yeah, exactly. Because they gave everything uh-huh. to tell everyone what was going to happen. And everyone ignored them. Yep. Because all the people in power had an escape plan. And so they were like, it's fine. We don't really care. Let all the <laughs> poor people die. Yeah. Let the world destroy itself. We don't mind. So all in all, 10 out of 10 recommend. <laughs> yes. Um, a book I would like to recommend that the last good book I read, actually, I read it in December, I think, and it's called The Long Way to a Small Angry Planet by a lady named Becky Chambers. Guys, this book is fabulous. It was, it was given to me, actually, as a birthday present from one of my besties, Danjamin Banyol. (laughs) (laughs) And I was really, honestly, I was really worried about reading it because I was like, what if I don't like it? And then I have to tell Dan, I was like, I don't like your favorite book. I'm really sorry. (laughs) But don't worry. It's incredible. Great found family vibes. Also, it's in space. I don't usually love sci-fi, to be fair. Like, I do enjoy it sometimes, but it has to be a good story for Mm. me to get into it. I don't like sci-fi just for sci-fi reasons. But... It was really cool. It was found family in space. There was some, some tension. So it was like, it wasn't all happy-go-lucky. And it wasn't boring either. I was worried it was going to be boring. Because they basically, for most of the book, they're just flying through space. <laughs> and I was like, 
how is that not boring? But it wasn't. It was really interesting. And all of the relationships between all the crew members, like, friends and family at all, it was organic. It mm-hmm. felt organic. And, like, you grew with the characters. You could see their development throughout the book. Even in the short, like, year they're on the spaceship in this book. It was really a really solid story and by the end there's still like an opening so she wrote more books after it about different characters and stuff but they she closed off all the stories of these characters that you actually really cared about Mm. and I would I wish there was another book about them because I'd still read about them I really love them but I'm also happy with the way it ended so I'm like actually I know because their story's been tied up, I know they're going to be okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) And if they're going to be okay, then I'm going to be okay. (laughs) (laughs) So if you need a good book, highly recommend. It's a good time. The last good book I read um, was I reread The Hunger Games while I was home for Christmas. (laughs) And I won't get into the specifics on that because I could talk for a really long time about The Hunger Games, but they are very good. Mm -hmm. And if you haven't read them and you're like, I can't read them, I'm too old for this. No, you're not. No. I promise you that you are not. They're great movies. Mm. Great commentary. Mm-hmm. Not satire, but commentary. Yeah, Very yeah. good. On society. Highly recommend. Talk about it at another time. <laughs> yeah. Um, we want to do another episode where we talk about our big fandoms in our life. So that's why we're avoiding a lot of... <laughs> big, big movies and books. Yeah. We're avoiding. Yes. That's for another time. Yes. Don't worry, though. It'll happen. But I think the last thing we wanted to talk about was Spider-Man No Way Home. Yes. So, major spoilers. So sorry if you haven't been able to, like, listen to this episode (laughs) at all because you're just spoiling everything, but... Sorry, not sorry. Yeah. So, we are going to talk about all the spoilers in this movie, You really don't have to listen to us. It's okay. (laughs) Yeah, it's okay. This is kind of for us. Yeah. As much as it is for you. (laughs) But we wanted to talk about it because we felt like it was a really good example of good storytelling. Yes. Because even, I think, some people who are kind of trepidatious about it in trepidation look i i think i have a big vocabulary but i actually don't (laughs) (laughs) um they i think it was because they were like oh it's kind of cheesy maybe the storyline didn't make a lot of sense and like it was all big shock reveals and da 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 but i disagree i uh, i also disagree because i think the way they did it was so cool (laughs) i think i think what you have to understand about this particular spider-man movie is that tom holland's spider-man is vastly different from every other spider-man in In existence uh, in in anything in tv shows in other movies in the comics he has had a very different journey than Mm. what the typical spider-man has and it's been very specific to the mcu yeah and that isn't a bad thing but it did kind of take away some of the charm for people who are fans of that andrew garfield Mm. and toby Maguire movies yeah but because of the events of this movie, it basically reset everything about Tom Holland's yeah. Spider-Man, and he has to start from the ground completely by himself. Mm. And that is much more the Spider-Man story that people are used to. Yeah. And so it's kind of given him a fresh start. And is it sad and kind of depressing? Yeah, it is. But it's really exciting yeah. to see where it's going to go next. And I yeah. love that. And can I just say, it is so cool the way okay so yeah they brought in toby mcguire and andrew garfield if you didn't know that i can't believe that you didn't already know yeah that. how have you not seen this movie yet <laughs> are you living under a rock please go see this movie <laughs> <laughs> but when they bring him back obviously everyone's screaming because they're yeah. so excited this is so cool but the coolest thing about it was they got to guide this tom holland spider-man along the journey they already had to go through 
And I think that's really underrated. They're very present in the story without taking over the story. Yes. And you, like, you love their characters the way they are, but it doesn't take away from Tom Holland's Spider-Man. It doesn't, and... like, degrade Tom Holland no. as, like, the baby Spider-Man No, or not at all. still very much his own character. Yeah. And, like, by the end, it's just, like, uh, he... They they saved him from himself because nobody was there to help them do that. Oh. <laughs> and so they got to do it for themselves in a different multiverse. They, they, they got a new start, but not their start, but no. somebody else's start, but it was good and they needed it. Yes. <laughs> and so then when you're going home, they're going home or whatever, and they're like crying. You're crying with them because you're like, they did it. They're okay. They're going to, again, it's, they're going to be okay. <laughs> Everything's going to be okay. Like, honestly, if the MCU stopped, yeah. if we got no more Spider-Man movies, that would suck. Yeah. But it's okay. Yeah. Because even the way this movie ended, like, I understand where Peter's journey is going yeah. and I know that he'll be okay. Yeah. Because again, the ending is sad. It's not like a t- happy ending. Yeah. But it's a good but ending. But it's good. It is yeah. right. Yes. And like, it's just, it's It's so good. It's so good. There's so many moments in it where if you hadn't seen the other Spider-Man movies, like fair enough, you were probably like, yeah, this is cool. It's interesting. But if you had, it made all the difference. It really did. If you saw it without seeing the other Spider-Man movies, I recommend watching the other ones and then watching No Way Home again. Obviously it won't have the shock value, but you'll understand things that you didn't before. Yeah. And it's like, okay, look. I don't, the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies are not good. They're, They're really we, cringy. We don't enjoy them. No. But Tobey Maguire as Spider-Man is very important yes. for, like, culturally. Yeah. He's the first Spider-Man. Like, that's like, a big deal. Yeah. It wasn't great, but that's okay. And it's not great by today's standards. Back in the day, fabulous. Yeah, for <laughs> great, sure. Great, for great, sure. great. And then Andrew Garfield's character. I Okay, big fan of Andrew Garfield. Big, big... Big, big, big crush times on Andrew Garfield. <laughs> <laughs> this has been a really good few months for Andrew Garfield. Yeah. Um, um, shout out Tick, Tick, Boom. Watch that Tick, Tick, Boom was also really good. Um, but yeah, he his character, his Spider-Man is really, it's he's, I, I saw someone describe him, he's too cool to be Spider-Man. Like he's yeah. not nerdy enough. He's like, he when he's shy, it's so cute that it's not like embarrassing. And like when he messes up, it's adorable. And it's not like... Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield are very much on opposite yeah. ends of the spectrum. They're both too much in something that yeah. it makes it not great. Mm-hmm. But they're still great. Like, we still love yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. Also, I just want to say that um, Andrew Garfield only got two Spider-Man movies. Yeah. Because he was very abruptly cut from the role of Spider-Man. Yeah. And so getting to see him in this movie was, like, closure for his Spider-Man, but also literally for Andrew Garfield himself. Mm. And that was really... It was just really good. Yeah. And all the little things that happen in No Way Home, where it's like, again, a spoiler, (laughs) where MJ falls and Andrew Garfield Spider-Man is the one who gets to catch her. That scene. That is. Oh. Oh. I'm getting chills thinking about it. If you haven't seen the Andrew Garfield movies, you don't understand the impact that this scene has. Yeah. It is like, it's so good. Because again, it's closure. He's redeemed himself to himself. Yes. And you can see it on his face. And you see it on MJ's face when she's like, are you okay? (laughs) He's not okay, but he's gonna be. He's going to be okay. (laughs) So... The takeaway is everything just needs to end in a way that I know it's going to be okay. <laughs> it doesn't have to be okay right in that moment. Right. But it needs to be eventually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, one of the things about that movie is the way 
it it took all the threads of all these movies and it tied it all together into one big complicated crazy knot but then you come out of it and you're like yeah nice <laughs> that was I great it. yeah and it made like all loose ends and any of the other movies good mm-hmm. it like tied up all the story even the villains the freaking villains yeah what a wild card <laughs> it was, but it was so good yes and i feel like it's a movie that every time you watch it you will notice new things yeah. that you didn't notice before and that's great mm-hmm. Rewatchability of a movie is really important yeah like into the spider-verse what an incredible great movie. movie it's gorgeous the storytelling is great and it's similar in that it's got this multiverse kind of thing going on but it's just <sighs> You just really want to watch it over and over again because you're like, I didn't notice that before. I didn't see that before. Like, and it again, it ties everything together. Mm-hmm. Spider Man's a really good character. Yeah, Spider Man, oh, so good. Mm-hmm. Makes good stories for a reason. Yeah, gives you someone to root for. Give me someone to root for. Ex- yes, exactly. <laughs> again, if your story has only people in it, I don't care about. Don't give it to me. Yeah, I don't care. If I don't care about a single person in the book I'm reading, I'll stop reading it. Yeah. There's no point. I don't care what happens. Yeah. <sighs> okay, we've really rambled on for a really long time. Thank you for letting us do this. I think it was cathartic for both <laughs> of us. We've had it's been pent up for like a good week now. Yeah. All these books that were really just making us angry. <laughs> yeah. Um, hopefully next time we'll have more good things to talk about. But also, if you're curious to know more of our complaints about things, we're so happy to tell you about them. Or if you want recommendations, we're even more ready to give you recommendations yeah. of good things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got a long list. You want movies? A+. plus. You want shows? Got them. You want books? We got a hundred. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you for listening. We'll see you again at some point. Oh, yeah. Low-key, so sorry we were gone for over a month. Yeah, um... We we started this podcast at really bad timing. Classic. Yeah, classic us, but we're back now, and hopefully it'll be more regular. We'll see. We'll see. Bye. Bye. <laughs>